how many of you remember the day, the moment that you got saved, that you encountered the Lord, that you were filled with the Spirit? How many of you remember that day? For some of us, it was such a powerful moment, such a powerful day, the sky looked different. It felt like a heavy weight lifted off of our shoulders. Our heart was filled with holy, pure love like we've never felt before. There was a joy. There was a song. We felt so touched that we wanted to share what had happened with us, with other people. We wanted everybody to know how wonderful Jesus is. We had such a hunger for God's word, God's presence. Nobody had to beg or plead with us to go to church. We just wanted to be in every service. We wanted to pray. We wanted to help advance the kingdom of God. We were sensitive to the presence of God. Many of us, we just cried when we looked at a beautiful sunrise. Some of us wept when we heard a song. We were so in love. We had such love, such passion for Jesus. That is the first love. That is the first love. When that first love is in our hearts, we have a joy, we have a faith, we have a hope. We, we serve the Lord with joy. The first love is when you've had your encounter with Jesus and you fall in love with Him and you seek Him above everything else. That's the first love. But some believers lose that first love along the way, slowly but surely, and then they abandon Him. They desert Him. Their, their faith suffers loss. As an apostle, I have seen throughout the years of this ministry, watching over and shepherding the flock of God, I've seen Christians that were on fire, that were in love with Jesus, I saw them lose their first love, their faith. Eventually, even some lost their very salvation. When you lose your first love, you don't lose your salvation. But you're on your way to lose it. To lose the first love is a spiritual warning. When the Lord says... You've lost your first love. You need to return. You need to come back. Because if we continue in a state of, of, of lukewarm or cold love for Christ, we will eventually deny Him. So we must have our first love restored. When we lose our first love, we begin to serve God without joy. We're miserable serving God. When we lose our first love, we have a hard time reading the Word, praying, worshiping. We, in fact, we look for excuses not to. When we've lost our first love, we become Sunday-only worshipers. When we lose our first love, we stop attending the gathering of the saints. When we lose our first love, we begin to 
lose our sensitivity to the presence of the Lord. We don't feel and sense His presence like we used to. And we become insensitive to sin. Sin doesn't bother us anymore. So when we lose our first love, we become spiritually dead or lazy or we have spiritual apathy. That means we begin to have no interest in the things of God anymore. A Christian that is not interested in the Word of God, in prayer, in the kingdom of God, in the things of God, is a Christian that has lost his or her first love. To lose your first love doesn't mean that you hate God. You still love God. To lose your first love simply means you don't love Him like you did at the first. I'll say that again. Jesus says to the church, I have this against you that you've lost your first love. That doesn't mean that they were hating Christ or denying Christ. It simply means like they were not interested anymore. So for a Christian not to be interested in the things of God is to lose their first love. And, and when you lose your first love, you have to understand that Christ is saying, I have it against you. Which means that when we lose our first love, we sin. It is a sin to not love Christ like you loved Him the first time you encountered Him. It is a sin to lose that first love. He says, I have it against you. So we as a people of God must come back to our first love. That simply means I am interested in the things of God. I'm interested in the Word of God. I'm interested in the presence of God. I'm interested in the house of God, the kingdom of God. The things of the Spirit. I'm committed to it. Secondly, a sign that we've lost our first love is when we are not hungry for God anymore. When our hunger for God begins to diminish. Thirdly, when we become insensitive to sin. In other words, we become numb. We begin to compromise. Things that affected us deeply before, that grieved our spirits, our hearts, now it doesn't grieve us anymore. We've lost our first love when we lose the fear of the Lord. Number four, we, we, we've lost our first love when we, come, when we become insensitive to the needs of other people. Number five, we have lost our first love when we become insensitive to the presence and the anointing of God. Many times on this platform, I see the presence and the anointing of God comes like a wave, like a wind. People are weeping, trembling, being touched. They're repenting. They're reaching out to God. They're worshiping. And then there are other people that absolutely experiences and feel nothing. How is it possible for the presence of God to come and many to experience it and for a number of people to experience nothing. It's because they've lost their first love. They can't sense 
the presence and the anointing of God anymore. In fact, Jesus said to that church, he said, I wish that you were hot or cold, but because you're lukewarm, he said, I'll spew you out of my mouth. The original language is even stronger than that. It's not just spew, it's vomit. In other words, it's, it's sickening. And then he says, I will remove the lampstand from your midst if you do not repent. What does that mean? The judgment of a lukewarm heart or a first love that is lost or neglected is the lampstand is removed from that church or from that Christian. And the lampstand is the presence of God. There are churches today coming together today where there is no presence of God. There's no lampstand. God removed his lampstand. He removed his presence because of their hearts. There are Christians today that can pray, worship, they do everything. They don't feel any presence of God. He's removed his lampstand. Judgment is when the presence is no longer there. But how many of you know, if you love Jesus like you did at the first, with all your heart, with all your might, with all your being, with all your strength, that fire, that lamp, that presence burns in your life, burns in your heart, burns in the house of God. So these are signs that indicate that we may have lost our first love. Let me ask you this question. Have you lately been disinterested in the things of God? Has your desire for His presence and His word for Him diminished? Do you still care if your actions please or offend God? Have you become hard and unsympathetic towards people? Have you been through a prolonged season or period of time where you have not sensed the presence of God? If this is the case, then it is possible that you have lost your first love but the good news today is that we can come back to our first love and that there is no demon no power no sin no stronghold that can stop you and me when we say i'm coming back to my first love give god a big praise and a shout of amen hallelujah there is no power, no demon that can stop you when you say in your heart, I repent, Lord, I'm coming back. And the wonderful thing about coming back to your first love, it doesn't take time to come back to your first love. He will bring you back instantaneously. What you had at the beginning will be back in your heart again. It will be like the first time. This is how it was. This is how it used to be. Oh, how I missed this, Lord. So we must look at these signs or symptoms and we must deal with it quickly, instantly, immediately to stop it from progressing. The greatest treasure that we have today is our love for God. The greatest treasure that we have is our love for God, is our yearning for God. It's something that the Holy Spirit does within us. I don't have time to go into that, but that's a very powerful truth right there. 
that the Holy Spirit is the one who brings us back to our first love. And the Holy Spirit is moving in the church today, all over the earth. And He's bringing His church back to the first love. Because it's going to be a church that is in love with Jesus. That's going to win the lost. That's going to cast out devils. That's going to raise the dead. That's going to cast out religion. We are not interested in dead religion. We are a people that love Christ with our hearts, with our lives. What causes people to lose their first love? Number one, when we serve God continually in ministry without taking time to receive, we can lose our first love. I want you to know that there are many leaders and, and, and in the body of Christ, many believers that serve God and that serve in the kingdom of God and they do such a fantastic work. However, when we neglect to spend time with the source the author, the finisher of our faith. When we spend time with God, we fill up our resources to be able to give out. I cannot give to you continuously without taking time to receive for me myself. If I continue to minister and give out and never receive for myself, I'll run out. I'll spiritually run dry. I'll burn out. I'll lose my first love. I'll begin to do this without joy. I want to have a passion. I'll do it out of duty. And Satan will come in and tempt me. I'll fall and I'll lose the ministry. But if I stay in communion, if I stay in the presence, if I stay full, how many of you know, then I can continue to do God's work because I'm receiving what I'm receiving, I'm giving. What I've received from the Lord that I give. Say amen, somebody. Keep on receiving for yourself so that you can go out and give what you have received. We have to continually receive. That's why we have to be in God's presence, in God's word. We have to be in, in these services. We have to be in our life groups, in prayer. We have to make time to receive. And we receive from one another. We receive from one another. We receive from God. Number two, what another thing that can cause us to lose our first love is when the cares of the world, the problems, the anxieties, the troubles we deal with when we take that into our hearts. Mark 4, 19, Jesus said these words. And the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires for other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. The cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the desire for other things can choke the word in us. It can rob us of our first love. The cares of this world, Jesus said in Matthew 6, 31, He said, therefore do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? So there are three things that the world is concerned about and cared about. Food, drink, and clothing. How many of you know that kind of sums up what most of us are concerned about? The daily needs and necessities of life. Jesus says, do not let those things consume you. 
Do not let those things stress you out. Do not let those things be your highest priority. Do not spend all your time thinking about those things. He says, the Gentiles do that. The Gentiles respond like that. But not the kingdom citizens. Not the sons and daughters of God. He says, because you have a heavenly father. Verse 32. Who knows what you have need of. A heavenly father who knows that you need all these things. Matthew 6, 32. For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. Would you raise your right hand with me and say, My heavenly father knows I have need of all these things. One more time. My heavenly father knows I have need of all these things. What to eat. What to drink. What to wear. He knows I need it. He'll provide. I don't have to worry about it. The kingdom is first. Matthew 6, 33, Jesus said, But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. How many of you know Jesus was not saying that we could just sit back and then do nothing? But He's teaching us a principle that if we... If we live life, if we do business, if we work at our workplaces, what, with whatever we're busy with and whatever we're dealing with, we must never lose sight of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God must be our highest priority. If it is our highest priority, we will not be stressed out about these earthly things. Because we have a supernatural God, a supernatural Father who will supply, who will add, who will open doors, who will give favor, who will make a way. I feel like there's a, a, a faith rising in this house for financial blessing and breakthrough. Give God a big praise and a shout if you believe it. So we can lose our first love when all we think about is the next bill, the next payment, the next deal, the next amount, the next problem, the next issue, the next. And we forget about Him. Our first love will, be, will diminish. Our first love, number three, is lost when we spend too much time in spiritual warfare only and not in fellowship with God. Spiritual warfare is a reality. I am engaged in spiritual warfare. We are clothed in the armor of God. Can you say amen? We are dealing with spiritual resistance and wickedness. That's good. But how many of you know you cannot spend all your time fighting devils and demons? You have to spend time worshiping and praising the Father, fellowshipping with the Father. So what I do is I will first worship and praise the Father and fellowship with Him. And out of that presence and out of sonship, I will come and then have dominion over the works of the enemy. Can you say amen? So, so you, have to, you have to have communion with God, fellowship with God, and not just always deal with spiritual warfare and troubles because your spiritual warfare can wear you out if you've not been in the presence of the Father. But it will not wear you out. You'll wear Him out. 
Oh, I tell you what, that spirit that tried to come against your house, your family, your body, your finances, that spirit will eventually get tired. You'll wear him out because you will just not get drained. You'll stay full of power, full of life, full of vitality, full of anointing. Can you say amen? Full of the word, full of the praise. Number four, we can lose our first love when we keep wrong relationships, friendships, and associations. How many of you know there are relationships that builds you, that feeds you? There are relationships and friendships that, that fuel your passion for God. Then there are friendships and relationships where those people you hang around with, they criticize you. They say things like you're a fanatic. They, they say things like you spend too much time in church. They say things like, we don't understand you. Do you have to pray? Do you have to fast? Do you have to do this? Do you have to be so intense? Eventually, those words will affect you. Where you will begin to conform to what they say. If you're not careful. So you've got to have the right relationships. The right friendships. The right associations. And if you do, even when you begin to feel like your love is waning, when you get around people that are in love with Jesus, how many of you know they'll quickly pull you back in the right place? They'll quickly rub off on you. Quickly, they'll bring you back to where you need to be. Number five, physical and spiritual fatigue can affect your first love. Physical rest is important. That body of yours is important. You can't function in the earth without it. So we got to look after that body. So, and, and spiritually, we have to take time to refresh. The Bible says in 1 Kings 17, and Elijah the Tishbite, verse 1, 1 Kings 17, 1, of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall not be due nor rain these years except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, get away from here and turn eastward and hide. Somebody say hide. One more time. Say hide. How many of you know there are times that you've got to hide in the presence of God? Where? At the brook Cherith. Cherith in Hebrew means cutting. It means separating. God separated Elijah and hid him at the brook to empower him to face what he was going to face on Mount Carmel when he called fire down from heaven. Sometimes what you have to face in your future, God will hide you in his presence. He will separate you to empower you to go through what you need to go through. And I want to say this to you right now, that when he was at Cherith, God fed him with ravens supernaturally. Oh, somebody say supernaturally. How did God feed Elijah? With ravens, bringing him bread and meat in the morning and in the evening. And he drank from that brook at Cherith. God will supernaturally sustain you, feed you, refresh you, strengthen you supernaturally. When you hide in the presence and separate yourself from the things that would distract you. Number six, disobedience to God will cause us to lose our first love. 
How many of you know there are people, there's three types of obedience. Conditional obedience, that means when, when the circumstances are, are, are good, I'll obey God. That's conditional obedience, which is as good as disobedience. Then there is delayed obedience. That's also as good as disobedience because God wants us to obey immediately. Not delay when He speaks to us. And then there is unconditional obedience. No matter what the circumstances, no matter how hard it is, I'll obey you, God. Disobedience causes us to lose our first love. Number seven, a lack of communion with God causes us to lose our first love. All the married couples here today, the husbands, the wives, you know what I'm talking about when I say that in order for a marriage to last and to work, you have to cultivate that relationship. You have to invest in that relationship. You have to give up yourself. It's not, it will never last, it will never endure, it will never flourish if you never work and cultivate and invest into that marriage or relationship. It will die. They are married couples that were so in love they could not be without each other for a second. They gave up everything to be with one another. They paid such a price to get married. They got married. They were so in love. But how many of you know, through the years, they neglected that relationship. And eventually, that love died and they ended up leaving each other. That's the natural. How many of you know in the spiritual it's the same? No matter how much in love you were with Jesus, you have to be in love with Him today. And the only way that can happen is through a continual working on that relationship, investing, cultivating, giving of yourself to that relationship, to that time with God, to communion with God. Can you say amen? There's a spirit of hopelessness and discouragement that tries to enter the church, that tries to come upon Christians and believers. And that spirit of hopelessness and discouragement is trying to cause many believers to lose their first love. But I want you to know when you are in communion with God, when you are in the presence of God, when you are in the Word of God, you are in the presence of a supernatural God, a God of power, a God of hope, a God of peace, a God of life, a God of light, a God of love, a God of glory. This book is a supernatural book. When you're in the presence of God and His Word, I'm telling you now, you'll come out of that presence with hope, with peace, with faith, with life, with love, with joy. Hopelessness and discouragement does not 
cannot remain in the heart or on the life of a Christian that is in communion with God. Because when you come in contact with God, with His Word, you come into contact with the God of hope. The God of power. The God of love. You come into contact with a supernatural God. And dear friends, I want you to know that the spirit of hopelessness and discouragement that has tried to rob you and steal your first love from you and separate you from Christ, that spirit is broken today, defeated today. You are loosed from it. I drive it out in Jesus Christ's name. And I declare you are restored this day to your first love with Christ. If you believe that, give God the highest praise. Let the devil know. Let the world know. Let every spirit know. You are coming back into your first love. Church, I want you to know a believer, a Christian, an intercessor, a prayer warrior, a pastor, an apostle, a church that has their first love. They are dangerous people. They are dangerous people. A, a Christian that has their first love. I'm here to tell you, they don't walk around looking for deliverance. They are delivering people. A Christian that has their first love, they're not begging people to always pray for them. They say, who can I pray for? A Christian that is full of their first love, they don't say, it's the fourth Sunday, I might as well pop in there by church. A Christian that has their first love, they say, I can't wait. Tomorrow it's Sunday. I'm going to the house of God. I'm going to be fueled. I'm going to be empowered. Come on. How many of you know we need our first love back? Passion back. Our fire. Our zeal back. Our children, our sons and daughters, our families must see our first love for Christ. My family knows that Jesus is my first love. My family knows that He's first. He is first. I choose Him above all. He must be the first love. And when He's your first love, hopelessness and despair is broken. Can you say amen?